Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? No! Are you sure you're as ready as it's going to get? Yeah. All right. Well, then, if you're ready, then I'm just going to go ahead and say welcome to... Podcast. And Random Heroes Cheeky Shenanigans. Shenanigans. (laughs) My name's Jesse, also known as the Random Hero. My name's Nick, a.k.a. Podcast. And we're trying something new today. We have both previous guest Ben and new guest Barbie in studio with us today. Woohoo. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're all awake, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is one of the earlier shows we've ever done, and nobody is awake for it right now. <laughs> but thank you, guys. You did this on really short notice, so I really appreciate that a lot. Really short yeah, notice. Yeah, it's my fucking Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and you are staring daggers at me right now. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> you, you've met Barbie before. <laughs> yes, yes. And... and Surprisingly, it's only been like what? I've only known you about a year now, right? How long have you been at Sidekicks? Mm, two, two, two and a half, somewhere in there. Well, you guys work together, right? You work yeah, they, the they do. Yeah, yeah. We're, we've worked together a long time. Did, now, did you guys know each other before you worked together? No. No. So you're like new work besties since you started well, working together? Buddies. We were friends. I mean, we our friendship kind of grew from the co-worker relationship and... Um, after a period of time, I actually was needing a place to stay. And, uh, so they had a spare bedroom, her and one of the guys she was dating at the time. And, uh, so I moved in there and because of that, we were roommates and our friendship grew, of course. And I moved out of there because my band was rehearsing in Kent and a girl that lived out there offered me a place close to where my band rehearsed. So I made the incredibly intelligent decision to move to Kent. (laughs) (laughs) And... I never thought I would be so happy to get back to Everett. <laughs> Kent's worse than Everett, huh? Uh, by leaps and bounds. Uh, I didn't say that. If you're in Kent and you're listening to this, I'm not talking your town. It, I, it just wasn't for me. People who live in Kent know what they're doing. They, they have to. They, they know that place is just a shithole, you know? Well, I'm not going to call it a shithole. Some people love it. I just not for me. <laughs> Not Little Ben environment. <laughs> Not Little Ben environment. Now, Barbie, have you always lived in this kind of area, or have you ever branched out a little bit? Are you from Washington originally? No. no. Did you know that? I think I knew that at one point, but I'm totally drawing a blank right now. Yeah. So I'm from what? upstate New York. Yes, yes that's right. You still uh, have family out there, yes. The Adirondacks. Redneck yeah. as fuck. <laughs> wow. I also lived in Montana for 11 years, and I moved out here 10 years ago officially this month. What's in Montana? Anything? Uh, <laughs> is, there, is there anything? In trees, <laughs> mountains, and bears. Strip clubs? And oh. Strip clubs. There's strip clubs in Montana? One of them got shut down because of prostitution, mm. which is the first strip club I had ever been to. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you see any of that kind of weird shit going on there? No. No? So have, have you been to, like, have you been to strip clubs around here to compare it to? Was a Montana None one in rowdy? Washington. I went to Mary's in Portland. Okay, okay. They, Oregon they seems like there. the stripper spot. It's the most strip clubs per capita of any city in the U.S. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. crazy. And that's, they're attractive. Hmm. Some of them. So, like Montana <laughs> strip clubs is like. Yeah, just don't go. There. <laughs> just don't go. Just don't go to the Montana strip clubs. Have you ever been to a strip club in Montana, Ben? 
No. I didn't know those existed. I mean, I've been to, <laughs> You can drink in them. Oh, good, good. I've been to Missoula a few times, but that was like traveling with bands and playing shows. Um, but I never actually like slummed it in Montana. <laughs> if you go to Montana, you may as well just go to Missoula because it's cool. So, it's a fucking town. Like if you're driving on the freeway and you know you can see the mountains with the letters on the side of the mountains and all that shit, and you look down and you see Missoula and it's just like from the from the freeway, it's like this little town in the middle of nowhere. Like you're like, how is this place getting power? Because it's just <laughs> you see these buildings in the middle of a bunch of mountains and it's the fucking freakiest thing. And then once you get down the town, it seems all normal. But when you're like, I always remember that looking at it from the freeway, it's just like, what the fuck? It's like <laughs> a miniaturized version of Seattle. Okay. It's oh, like wow. a shit ton of hippies and stuff yeah. like that. Is, do they have like high rise buildings at all or anything? No. no. Huh. But the people there are super fucking cool. Like when we played out there, that's all I remember about Missoula is like everybody wanted to host an after party. Everybody. Really? Oh, fucking every it's goddamn person town. that was at the show was like, dude, we got an after party. Dude, we got an after party. I was like, there's like eight after parties and <laughs> we don't know which direction to go. And we have a hotel room. So why do we even need your fucking after party? Like, <laughs> But what? they all wanted to party. <laughs> so I think we should go out there and play a show then, Nick. What do you think? Yeah. And then we should check out the strip clubs while we're at it. <laughs> well, it sounds like they closed one. So uh, is there only oh, one the left? One that, the one they closed is like outside of Great Falls. And Great Falls is like, you just don't want to go there. No? Okay. So yes, so Missoula, no Great Falls. Yeah, no Great Falls. You lived there in Great Falls? I lived Falls? in Great Falls. So what was the bigger culture shock? Moving from the East Coast to Montana or from Montana to here? Montana to here. And like... So I've only lived on the West Coast. What What's that kind of like a little bit? You've both done it, Well, I right? guess moving from the East Coast to West Coast was quite a culture shock. Like, do you prefer the West Coast or the East Coast? Uh, no. There's perks in both. Like, there ain't no fucking Dunkin' Donuts here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are everywhere I've in always, New York. Have you had White Castle? I, yeah. The I've actual. always wanted that. No, yeah. I haven't had the actual White no, Castle. No, the actual, yeah. The actual no. is good. What's the and to actual? clarify your statement, I didn't move from the East Coast. That's just Barbie. I came from the Midwest. Right, right. I, I realized that as I was saying it because it's what, Kansas City or I was going to say Oklahoma. Louisiana. I was way off. I mean, they're, they're all the same state. <laughs> they pretty much are. Yeah. If you, if you were born on the West Coast, everyone east of Montana is pretty much just like giant territories instead of actual states. Yeah. So it's like everyone in like Indiana, Illinois, that's all Ohio. And then, like, Kansas and Oklahoma, that's all just Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's Texas. No, it's not. Everything's Texas. Texas no, is not. technically technically a part of the United States of America. But if you ask anybody <laughs> that lives in Texas, they're their own fucking goddamn country. Yeah, you know, they dude. act like that's it. That's why their yeah. laws are so weird, because it's like, you know, we're, we're part of the <laughs> Union technically... But you know what? Fuck you. The, the goddamn state motto is don't mess with Texas. Yep. I'm not making this up. It is. Like, they make a fucking statement that, you know, yeah, we're, we're kind of part of what you're doing over there, but fuck you. And the, the Washington state motto is don't mess with my Xanax. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that fits. That actually fits. I've never been to Texas yet. Have, have you guys actually been there? Because oh, yeah. I, no. I hear I've the story. I, mean, I have plenty of times. You have? Oh, yeah. I think I've been in an airport and that doesn't count. Mm. <laughs> no texas no. is such a large state that you can't really put it in a box um depending on what part of texas you go to of course there's going to be some differences but um i actually really like texas it's a pretty fun state um you go to the southern part obviously gets super fucking hot and i don't like heat so that sucks but like for the most part like i'm legit going to give texas some props because a lot of people down there are really cool 
Um, it's actually way more diverse than you would think. You know, you think Texas, you think a bunch of hillbillies and cowboys, and it's actually yeah. even when I was younger, going down to Texas, it was a very diverse environment. Just Texans are cool people. Like huh. I always had a good time going down there. Have you ever been there, Nick? I used to live there, man. You used to live in Texas? How do I not know that? Fucking <laughs> like San Antonio. Really? But it was only for like a small period of time before my parents moved me because I went to like a sixth grade there in middle sixth school. Sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. So do you that, remember that, much that, of it? That's when I was like the fat Nick, okay? And I used to get picked on a lot, okay? I got stabbed by a Mexican with a pencil. That happened in Texas? <laughs> yeah. I thought that happened and in then, California. Nope. And then I got choked out in the locker room by another Mexican. Yeah. And you then, used to get bullied like yeah. You got stabbed for but being fat. It was mostly in Texas, though, in San Antonio. That's maybe that's what I need. And maybe I need you to just stab me and be like, nah, But I, I went to the it. Alamo and the Riverwalk. I mean, Texas is pretty cool. They have three liter uh, soda bottles. They don't carry two liters. Three liter? Yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> I didn't even know there was a such thing. I didn't either. I, oh, Everything's bigger in Texas. That's normal. Well, not just in Texas. Uh, <laughs> Nick's from down there. He knows Brahms burgers. And mm -hmm. Brahms would sell half pound and third pound burgers. And these things were fucking amazing. Uh huh. Fresh cooked. I mean, they were huge. And yeah, there's nothing like that up here. Like, Is that like a fast food place? Oh, no. Oh. Brahms ice cream and dairy store. I grew up with this shit. Look it up. You can go to Brahms and get a gallon of milk, like, and a fucking jug of ice cream, or you can order a burger. You can get a chicken fried steak. And by the way, we're talking southern chicken fried steak. Yeah, this not shit the... is bigger than the plate. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you know it's good when it's big like that. If you get the small one, then you know it's fucking just shit made, <laughs> and it's gonna taste like ass. <laughs> okay um yeah i didn't know that bigger is better applied to chicken fried steaks mm -hmm. but Fuck yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> um you guys both work at tony's and um obviously we had a little bit of an agenda trying to get you in when we did because uh, you've got a really big event coming up ben and i want to spend a little bit of time talking about how you got it started what we can expect and what what happens to the money that's raised yeah how long has it does. been going for um, in its current state, we are in our fourth year. Right. Okay. Um, Slam as an event has been going on for close to 13 years off and on, because I used to oh. do it at Jimmy Z's, but it was kind of a different... It was a similar event, but not exactly how we do it now. Yeah. And then, do you... Uh, you're, you're actually presenting some art at this year's one, right? I am. Yes. And Woo! for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, I actually have a piece of Barbie's art that I've oh, had on the set. She's going to kill you for doing that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just being nice. But yeah, I, the I love The camera can't see the glare. I know. That's, that's kind it's of actually scary. one of the pieces I like the most. Oh, that's yes. good. Okay. So, yes. you, you so are you going to be selling the art then? I am. Are you, okay. Yes. And, um, and you've got other kinds of artists coming too? So the art this year is being coordinated by an artist named Natasha Nelson, whom I became familiar with about a year ago. She's super awesome. And um, normally Ruben Trujillo is my art coordinator. Yep. Um, but he was really busy this year. He's still going to show at the event. But That's Ruben, the like, artist online or whatever. He just felt like with everything he had going on, he didn't want to shoulder the responsibility of organizing for Slam this year. So Natasha very graciously took it on. She's been doing an amazing job organizing the artists. Um, to my knowledge, I think we have... Somewhere between 10 and 15 artists showing this year, so a, a huge lineup of artists that are going to be showing. So where are you putting all the art? Is it going to be outside? No, We're not all, all showing all at the same time. Oh, oh I get it. There's time okay. slots and days. That's so what, do That's why just... I use the word organizer. It's actually yeah. work involved with okay. that. Okay. 
So are you going to have all your stuff laid out and just be available for questions? Or do you actually present it and talk about it like to anyone who's standing there? Or how does that Whoever work? has questions, I'll answer them. If they're interested in a piece, I'll let them know the price. And I will haggle a little bit, but not a whole lot. Uh, there's a lot of time and product that goes into my paintings. And yeah. I will be showing Friday night, uh, 9 p.m. to close. Nice. So that's during your right. when we'll most likely be when, playing when too. Pride Falls is playing. Pride uh, Falls. Yep. Pride Falls <laughs> is playing. Quick plug, uh, Mr. Uh, Random Heroes Band called Pride Fails will be playing the 14th at Slam. Yes. They are the second to last band. Yes. And I heard some of their shit recorded, anyways, and it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we've been putting a lot of work in trying to make this show good. Yeah, we, we've we been practicing, too. And so we're coming up. We're going to be doing a couple uh, double-up sessions down at uh, Uber Beats in Linwood to make sure that all of our stuff is going to sound good through live monitors and I actually got to say, that Friday show, like, a lot of people seem to be signing up for the Saturday show because that's yeah. just the way shit works. Yeah. But that Friday show is going to be fucking balling. Um, I've seen a lineup of artists. There's some amazing artists that are going to be there. Uh, the headlining band. Of myself. Shut up! <laughs> You're great. The headlining band is a debuting Deftones tribute, which I'm, I'm super stoked about. I'm looking forward about. to that one. So that's their debut show, also. Yeah, because it's also ours. Yeah. yeah. So your last so, two bands are debuting. Uh, Eric Krakora, <laughs> who was one of the first people I met when I moved to the state of Washington, I've worked with his bands for a long time. Uh, uh-huh. He is the one uh, that has the Deftones tribute, and he told me about it a few months ago, and. I really wanted to get him into Slam. He didn't know if they were going to be ready yet, but he contacted me about the time I started organizing everything. He said, hey, dude, I think we're going to be ready. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. I was like super stoked about that. So I actually put him on the headlining spot because, you know, granted, yeah, that's going to be their debut show, but I think, you know, crowd's really going to stick for that. I think that's going to be a really awesome thing. You know, I've been handing out some of the flyers, and uh, most people do find themselves drawn to that. They're like, oh, cool, and they're going to play right after you guys. Awesome, then. They know that they want to stay for the whole end of the show, and that that's a cool feeling. You yeah, know? I just want to see how the singer is going to compare to the actual singer, the Deftones. Like, I want to stay and watch. And... Yeah, I love the Deftones, so I'm just going to be having a good time either way. The event is, uh, it, it's all to raise money for Strong Against Cancer at yeah. Seattle Children's Hospital, and um, we've been doing this specific cause for the last four years that we've been doing this event. So you've and done the same charity for each year? Yes. Okay. Um, Dan Nunn, who plays in a band called Washington Black, they're headlining the Saturday show. They're a Pearl Jam tribute. Um, his band, every year, donates a percentage of anything they make as a band to that cause. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, it's a really cool thing that they do. Yeah. And, uh, so when I was looking, when I when I brought Slam back, and big shout out to my boss, Tony B, because when I mentioned it to him and wanted to bring it back, he was all about it. He didn't yeah. hesitate. Um, when I brought Slam back, um, I wanted to find, like, a good cause for us to raise money for because back in the day it was just every year it was something different it was a different yeah. cause um and tony and i researched a few things and we just kind of found out unfortunately you do have to research because some of the the places that you raise money for the money doesn't always go where you think it's going yeah. right right yeah they um, keep it sometimes don't whereas they? With <laughs> for themselves cancer you know cancer affects everybody and and specifically mostly what they do with strong against cancer is they work with childhood cancer um however the cancer research that they do is is renowned across the country and pretty much across the world. Like yeah. they make some of the biggest leaps and bounds in cancer research and cancer studies. So it the general fight against cancer is helped just through helping this organization. And every dime that goes in the organization goes into you know the equipment that they need. The, the, like I did the research, like you know paying the the doctors and you know the mm-hmm. they do some fantastic work there. Uh, 
any of you Seahawks fans, I mean, you, I don't know how you feel about Russell Wilson right now. Love him. But Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. every year, he does a huge benefit for Strong Against Cancer and raises yeah. millions of dollars. I mean, it's near and dear to his heart. I mean, we don't raise his kind of money. But we're this year, I'm really excited because this year we should uh, break the 10 grand marker. Oh, wow. Of four years of doing this event, which I think is really cool. And That's really good. You know, everything helps. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool amount to put into that cause. It makes me feel good, you know. And um, it's a suggested donation to attend the show of $15. Would that be for each day? Yes. Now, and, are and you there's gonna, two days. Right? Two days. There's two, are you going to judge someone if they don't pay? So the way we do it. Uh, <laughs> like, I would feel like a dick if I didn't pay. But that, well, It's a good question to that, ask. I know. I've never asked that before. The way we do it is, that's why it's called a suggested donation. If somebody walks in and they only have $5 to put in, we're, we're not going to tell them they can't come in, of course. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, we'll, you know, we'll take the donation. Most of the people that come into this event believe in it. So a lot of times they might put 20 or 30, yeah. you know, it's $15 suggested, but they'll be like, here's 40 bucks. That happens all the time. You know, they'll put more money in. Yeah. So if another person walks in and they're like, I'm really broke, but I kind of want to check this out here. Can I put five bucks in? Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. um, it's really about, it's about raising money for the cause, but it's, uh, when I ran little Ben productions, which was my promotions company, my philosophy was always try to bring the crowds to the bands instead of having the bands bring the crowds to you. That's how I operated as an independent promoter. Yeah. The idea was to build the type of events and I was a gimmick promoter, but it worked, you know. I'd have contests, I'd have Star Wars parties, whatever I could think of, you know, build the type of events that people wanted to go to. And then the bands were a footnote to the event, meaning I could actually select bands based on their talent and their mm. personality versus how many people they brought. And artists based on their talent. Yeah. And she gets the closing slot on Friday. I yeah. love that. Well, the, the artists actually, I do expect them to promote a little bit because they are selling. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference because they're able to sell their art. Uh, the bands That's are not fair. getting paid. Yeah, yeah. The bands are all donating their time. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm out. <laughs> the, band, the bands are donating their time, so you know they don't have the promotions weight. The promotion is being done by. And granted, of course, a lot of the bands, like you said, you're putting handles. A lot of the bands are yeah. promoting anyways because it's a super cool thing. But the point being, um, we do raffles. Um, that goes into the cause. The suggested donation uh, this year, Natasha's going to have a kissing booth, which is a slam first. So that's going to be exciting. Um, there's going to be a few other surprises. I don't even want to say because. They're fucking huge, and there's things I've been boiling in the background. So people that go to this event are going to see some seriously cool shit, and that's all I can say. And I'm going to be putting that online, you know, quite a bit here in the next week. Yeah. I'm not going to say what it is, because I want... Barbie doesn't even know, and she's my best friend. Like, I am keeping this so under hat. Like, there's a couple things I got brewing for this event that I'm really excited about, and I don't want to tell anybody. It's like, the people that show up to the event are going to be able to experience these things. And if you don't show up, you're going to miss it. Well, then afterwards, you're going to have to tell people what it was so that <laughs> no, you can make fun of them for missing it. I was, uh... <laughs> I don't tell them shit. You know what the most annoying thing... Uh, here's, here's a little uh, PSA for you. The most annoying thing you can do if you miss a show is ask somebody, how was the show? Yeah, how was the show? You know that because like you, you every time you want to respond, well, if you were there, you'd know. But then you got to do the polite, oh, it was great, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, why do I got to tell you how the fucking show was and give you a play-by-play because your ass was too lazy to show up? Okay, now I got to ask, I, I've been wanting to see this band and Yvette's been wanting to see this band, but I know you just went and saw Gogo Bordello. Oh, I don't even know God. who that is. You got to tell me about that. They're, they're like almost like a gypsy rock band from gypsy what punk. I've heard. Yeah, gypsy punk maybe. 
very very interesting music but like what's it like to see them live? okay hold on, was... hold on can someone give me a description okay you say gypsy punk but do you have like a band you can relate no, to no no, no? there's no? nothing like okay. it you, you have to i'll have to look it up like, oh. yeah you know that song mama by my chemical romance <sighs> no well if you don't know that that's the closest one i can think of to their mm. style but it's very very eclectic very you know very unique which is why i was wondering what it's like to see them live I haven't gotten to see them yet, but like that must have been great, crazy. One of their more crazy. popular songs is called "Start Wearing Purple." Yes, that's Yvette's favorite song of theirs. Yeah, it's probably my favorite song too. Hmm. It's my favorite color. It is. Yeah, it's mine also. But Isn't that live, your they color? were no. a blast. And did us... they play at Tony V's? No, no, no. They oh, okay. played at the Neptune in Seattle. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Which is a gorgeous venue. Yeah, I love that place. Um. And it was, I can't even, I don't even know. <laughs> like, listening to him in my car, because on the way here, Start Wearing Purple played in my car. And I was just imagining it live all over again. And mm. it was just so much more fun live. Do they and do they wear, like, crazy costumes? Or do they do, like, big pyrotechnics or anything like that? They play naked? Anything like that? <laughs> well, the singer like took his shirt off. Oh, that's hot. That's and then hot. for the encore, he came out in like a smoking jacket. Nice, like a or a like a silk robe, like basically. a Hefner, a Hugh Hefner kind of thing. I feel basically, like it's, yeah. it's Ben's favorite band too, as you can see. <laughs> he really loves Go-Go it. Go Yeah. Hey, I don't dislike him. <laughs> which which comic did you grab? Yeah. What did uh, you bring to this? Iron Man. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I like comics. I know you do. I'm, I'm just completely 100% paying attention to everything happening around me. <laughs> I work security for a living. My situational awareness is fantastic. <laughs> there will be a quiz later. That's an inside joke with me and Barbie. <laughs> oh. Because I miss 90% of the shit that happens around the house. Like, every time she brings it up, I'm like, you know, I work security for a living. I have the best situational awareness of anybody. The fucking bats she put up in the front room, I didn't see. There's bats? A day. I had to say something about them. Like, there's literally probably about 50 bats on the wall in the living room right now, and he did not notice them. I was like, so... And you're she on, you're on see like, those bats? You're on vacation right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, what do you plan on doing? Uh, not a goddamn thing. The most annoying thing about being on vacation is when a hundred people start saying, "Hey, what are you gonna do with your vacation?" It's like I gotta make I'm fucking plans now. Yeah, Ben just doesn't like to answer questions about things. That's what I'm <laughs> gathering here. <laughs> no, it's just like it's a vacation. Maybe I'll I just want to sit on my goddamn ass. We had fun last night. We we played. A, I bought a, a horror game, a Resident Evil game, and we played like one o'clock in the morning. Turned all the lights off and played that for like an hour and a half. And, and yeah, it scared the shit out of us, but we had a blast. Like, it was super fun. Like, Do you ever remember playing the first one that came out on PlayStation? Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I love that game. The too. first yeah. time I ever tried to play Resident Evil, I can't remember which one it was, but you're like stuck in this room and you have to get out. And as soon as you get out, you get attacked by one of those rabid dogs. Mm. And oh, I, I screamed and I threw the controller <laughs> and I ran up the stairs. Yeah. Those are the fun Because it games. was like surround sound, and the chair was perfectly in the middle of the room, so you heard everything. Yeah. Well, and when we do horror games, we do it right. We turn all the lights off in okay. the house, <laughs> crank the sound up. Do you, do you play horror games? No. Because I know you don't I've like never, the movie. Jesse does nope. no horror. Yeah, no horror. I don't. Whatsoever. Not, and I, I actually had this written down to bring up, because I know that all of you guys at least like horror movies now and then. Um but like with the video games also, I saw your post about like making screaming noises playing Resident Evil. So I was like, what's it like to play horror games? Are you trying to be scared or are you trying to win or? Well, it's funny. Some... So 
I my hate personality, and you know my personality, it kind of shines through when I'm playing horror games, too. I joke, and I have fun. Yeah. So, Barbie was having fun, because we actually started out, she was playing the game, and I'm just kind of watching her play the game. And she's getting really fucking freaked out. Like, <laughs> just walk up to a hallway, and she's like, no, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, you know what, I'll play, and then... So it was me, and I'm cracking jokes with everything happening in the game. But, you know, when fucking shit got real, we'd both scream like little girls. And shit <laughs> jump out at you, and it's just like... Yeah. Turn around, and there's a fucking face. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> what I hate about playing those games, because, like, so you turn I, around, and it just pops yeah, out of nowhere. I absolutely love horror movies. I watch... I can watch them for days and, like, all the time. Yeah. Doesn't freak me out. Whatever. Like, it might freak me out for a hot second. Like, in a dark room, I'll be like, oh, fuck. I gotta run. But <laughs> horror games, for some reason, freak me out. Because you're actually like controlling. Because I'm interacting with it and yeah. I can. In, yeah. I'm not the best controller of a game. Yeah, so, like, when that. I get freaked out, like, my video will go, like, up to the ceiling. <laughs> oh, Where am I going? Yeah. <laughs> you're just running in a panic. And... Yeah. and I'm, like, the exact opposite. I'm not a big... I mean, like, the classic horror movies I love, you know. Um, but, like, horror as a genre is not my favorite. Uh -huh. There's a few things I'll gravitate towards. But the games I love, because it's the opposite. I am in control, and I can, you know, so I can have fun with it and talk shit and move around and make jokes and be me and do what I do. And it'll still scare the shit out of me sometimes. But it's like, I know it's a game, and I know I'm, it was made by developers, and I'm, you know, that just puts me at ease. When I'm watching a movie, I have no control. Just whatever's going to happen in the movie is going to happen. Uh, interesting. I yell at movies. Do you guys do haunted houses at all? Oh, I love yes. haunted houses. You know? I joke my way through those. It's like more of a coping mechanism, but it's also I just like to have fun with it. So like if you know how you walk around a corner and there's this chick that like screams bloody murder as you walk past. Yeah. yeah. I will legit turn around and be like, you seriously have to do that in my fucking ear. <laughs> oh. Nick, tell me your story about the haunted house because you had a little bit of a different experience. <laughs> I like haunted houses, okay, but I just don't like getting spooked out of nowhere. But I went with our friend Aaron and his ex-wife now. Um, Something like that. So, yeah. yeah. And then my girlfriend. But uh, we were going through this long tunnel, and I don't like being scared. And I was in the back, and my girlfriend's behind me trying to hold on to me. And I got freaked out, so then I just ran. I, I left everybody, and I, I just ran out. Didn't, didn't like a chainsaw guy come out and then you ran away or something? Yeah, it chased my girlfriend and I. Then Aaron and Sarah were still back there, but I just ran. You just I abandoned just, everybody. I abandoned everybody. <laughs> I tend to try and freak them out, which works pretty well in my. Oh, do you bring your own mask in there and like? No, but sometimes they don't like, let you do that. I don't think there was like mask. a Jack Sparrow creature with glow in the dark face paint, like oh. standing around one corner. And me and my friends, of course, we were like 16, 17 years old, something like that. Right when pirates was coming out. Okay. And okay. Uh, we turned the corner and he's standing there just staring at us. And we're both like, you're pretty damn cute. <laughs> and then um, at the end, when the chainsaw guy comes out, instead of us running away like little bitches, we turn around and we're like, hey, can we play with that? Can we have that? And he's just like, what? You're not afraid? <laughs> no, we can see there's not a chain on it, so can, can we have a turn or what? <laughs> and honestly, my very first haunted house I was in... You like you like were when I was, I was about yeah I was about nine Ooh, years old. That I've always fun. wanted to do that too. Seems like it'd be fun to be yeah. the scary. Yeah, I didn't think about this till you guys brought it up, but the scariest haunted house I was ever in was actually in a haunted house. Um, 
meaning the house was actually haunted, and then they set up a haunted house in the haunted house. Okay. So this was in Oklahoma. This was a fucking huge, creepy-ass fucking house. It was out in the middle of nowhere. And that's how they were advertising it, you know, haunted house in a haunted house. And I was like, oh, well, this will be, you know, I'm young, and, you know, we're all cock-strong and dumb. And, oh, this will be cool. <laughs> cock-strong. I like that. That scared, yeah. it actually scared the people that were doing the haunted house because they, you were hearing noises mm-hmm. and seeing things that weren't there, and it was just, it was crazy, like... Like, we all got out of there, and we're like, we're never doing that again. Like, it wasn't even really fun. It was that scary. It was like, we're just not doing that again. Yeah, uh-huh. I've always wanted to do that. Like, going to an actual haunted house. You know so, I mean? am I to assume that all of you guys actually believe in hauntings and ghosts and oh, yeah. stuff? I yeah. do, anyways. Well, that's why I said I wanted to bring, like, one of those ghost hunter people and find one and talk to him about it. For well, the show? Yeah. yeah. Talking about Tony V's, it used to be Jimmy's E's, as you know, years ago. Talk about yeah. basement. That's and where I did my first show. There's a basement? I worked there and was down there quite often. That basement was super haunted. To the street. And mm-hmm. like, I'd go down there. So we used to keep the kegs down in the basement. We, yeah. We have them upstairs in a walk-in cooler now. But back in those days, the kegs were kept down in the basement. So if we need to change out kegs, we'd have to go down in the basement and change out the kegs. Which none of the fucking bartenders wanted to do. <laughs> so they sent us down to do it. The security guys... And, yeah, you'd go down there, and you would walk down the stairs, which, by the way, are the creep... And even to this day, they're still, like, the creepiest, rickety fucking stairs you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> um, but the moment you get down there, you're, like, hearing voices, and you're hearing people talking. And then you would see, like, right out of your peripheral, like, something walking by. You know, it was just, like, a constant thing. You'd actually get used to it. Like, you just per- mentally prepare yourself when you go down there. I'm going to see weird shit and hear weird shit. And you've seen all those two down there? I don't go that far down. (laughs) (laughs) So my first experience with the basement, it was Easter Sunday, and Tony's closes on Easter usually. Yeah. And so Easter Sunday, a bunch of us gather there, and it's like the first year Tony was in the the big side. Yeah. Um, And we're just like throwing up decorations and fixing up the bar and stuff like that, so... Tony asked me to go down to the basement and grab the box of metal signs that we used to have posted up by the stage on the other side. Yeah. So I was going to put them up around the sound booth. And I open the door to the basement. I look down and I see a goddamn trike. Like a little tricycle. Like the saw uh-huh. style? The yeah. Little gun. Like, okay. like the saw style. Ah, look at that. Oh, creepy. Yeah. And she's got him tattooed And on it's her just eye. right perfectly at the bottom of the stairs, facing towards the creepy, dark-ass hallway. <laughs> and I literally look down the stairs, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. nope. it's not happening. Uh-uh, not going down there. Uh, I eventually did go down there, because if we have big shows, we put all the chairs down there from the bar. Oh, okay, um, okay. A couple of my coworkers have gone all the way down into the basement and checked it out, because they're brave. <laughs> They're braver than I. Um, or my, dumber. My coworker Larissa and I will not. Like, we stay in the, the well-lit area where there's stairs that you can run up when you I want to go in this basement. I, I kind of do, too, now. It's way better. It doesn't have near as much activity anymore. And I think uh, Haley, who had the bar um, before Tony took it over on the big side, I heard she brought a medium in for the downstairs area. So that's probably why. There's still activity, like... In that bar, every now and again, I'll see things or I'll hear things. It's just like doesn't make any sense, and I'm yeah. usually just aware. Like I, I was using the bathroom. True story. I was telling Barbie about this, and you know, I wash my hands, turn off the faucet, like I always do. I walked out and I heard water come on, and there's nobody in the bathroom. And I went back in the bathroom. The hot water was on. Oh, that's weird. Someone's trying to yeah. burn you. Not okay. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, like, I've just never encountered anything that has seemed haunted to me. Have, have you been in anything, Nick, that where you're like, yeah, this is definitely haunted? No, I just, I, you know, like, scary. Yeah. Everything I've you got, I've gotten it from, like, movies and stuff. So everything I've seen, like, a scary basement, I would just think it would be haunted. Yeah. But I always wanted to, like, go on a ghost hunt with somebody and actually feel or see something or actually hear shit. I hear the Oxford at night's pretty fun. Well, that... the Oxford's right up the street from this place. I went and ate lunch there, and well, there's this story. Um, I don't know the like full correct story, but there was a little girl that was lived living there or something, and killed herself in a bathroom. Oh, and there's this doll that she owned, and every time they've sold the doll, something bad happened to the person who bought it, and the doll was always returned. Well, that's weird. Is the doll I think still it was there? yeah. Um, actually, if you go in, the doll is a, a, above the bar at the very top. Maybe we can okay. borrow the doll for and a And apparently, oh. at night, this doll will follow you when you're working or whatever. Like its eyes and its head will follow you. Mm. Um, Jonas, my boyfriend, used to. It's like one of the first kitchens he worked in, and he said one night, like he noticed that. I want to go check this doll out. Yeah, I, I kind of do too. I also have a pretty fascinating theory that I'll try to nutshell that people who believe in spirits and uh, paranormal activity are usually a bit more tuned into them, if that makes any sense. No, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Um, <laughs> well, if you've had experiences, and some people believe because they have had experiences and it's like, fucking, I'm a choice. I have to believe this now. And uh, some people just know it's not a thing. And you can actually close your mind off to certain things. Yeah, you know, you Like, you really can. And where it doesn't even affect you. You could literally have a spirit in this room right now. And with four people sitting in this room, if one person's super tuned in, they might actually sense the presence of that spirit, whereas the other three people would be completely unaware. But then, so, so by your theory, would that extend to any manifestations of that presence? You know, like... When when people talk about hauntings, there's usually some type of a physical thing that happens, like that faucet being turned on. Are you saying if someone who didn't believe in ghosts walked down there, that would have prohibited the ghost from being able to do that? No, they would just more or less look over it like it was nothing. Or they'd find a rational, mm. quote-unquote, explanation for yeah. it. Because what I hear a lot of times is, well, that happened because of this, or that happened because yeah, of that. Yeah, they make you know. excuses. Um, well, well, I'm not saying excuses. <laughs> the right. fact of the matter is, they could be right, you could be right. You don't know who's right. But yeah. it's two different perspectives is my point. So if you're more tuned in, sometimes you're going to be more aware that I think this was spirit activity. You know, your friend who's just not completely tuned in and doesn't care is like, no, that was the wind. That's yeah. an example. Well, you know? and I've always been a believer that if you look for something, you can find it. You know, if you're if you go somewhere and you think, OK, this place is haunted. If I look for hot twins, I can find them. Yes. Yes. Especially online. Hmm. <laughs> but like if you, if if I went into a basement We finally we, made Nick laugh. Yes. <laughs> it, it had to be hot twin porn to, to, to get him over the edge. Perfect. Well, I was thinking that and then I was thinking what Jesse said if you what well, what do you say? You I'm just saying that if you look for something you can find it. But like, I was gonna say Jesse keeps looking for his dick and he can never find <laughs> it. So. That's also true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I assume it's there. I'm I'm haunted by it. <laughs> no, and I, I don't mean to make light of any beliefs or experiences that you guys have had. I just come to it from the opposite end of the spectrum. And so when that stuff happens, yeah, I admit that I get creeped out easily, which is why I don't watch horror movies. But at the same time in the real world I don't feel like I've encountered anything that makes me think that 
it exists. You know, you also have to take into account that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Right. So when someone dies, that energy is still existing. Right, but in different forms, I, I would say. But but how do you, how do you mean on that? You mean like we would always retain the same type of energy in like an afterlife because we can't that can't be destroyed. I mean, technically, that's what I believe because. I mean, where does that energy go? And that's the whole explanation of ghosts and spirits is that's yeah. the energy being left behind. Mm. Afterlife is more of a theological discussion. Sure. I kind of subscribe, and I'm not going to get way into this because everybody's going to be like, what the fuck, dude? I kind of subscribe to the Gaia theory. I think that all spirits are connected. And I think mm -hmm. that when we die, our our spirits are still connected. They just go back to the earth and to you know the, the body of life that is on this planet. It's it, We're all connected spirits, basically. Huh. In my theory. I've never heard that theory. Well, what's, what's yours, Nick? What do you think? Atheist. So you, when we're dead, it's over? Yeah. Huh. I'm not sure. I, I don't know Lights what out. I believe, okay. but I really, really want it to be some type of situation where I get to know how the universe ends up. You know, I like how, how mankind <laughs> ends up killing themselves if it's a thousand years after I've died or whatever. I just want the afterlife to allow me to know what happens to us. You know, that, that's all that I would wish. Yeah, but you're assuming the universe knows. I'm assuming that Boom, you Boom, I just blew it. your mind. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you believe it when people say, like, they were about to die and they saw some bright light or something like that, and then they came it. back? I don't, uh, you, you've heard that account so many times. There's no part yeah. of me that wants to say they're seeing things or crazy. I mean, there's so much. That I'm very fond of saying that the breadth of what we don't know as a human species uh, far outweighs what we know. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to think that's how we maintain our sanity. You know, because we're cognizant beings, we like to think that we have a grasp on our realities. But the fact is, we have no fucking idea what's going on around us. We really don't. Our lives are so short. They're so short, you know, given yeah. the span and stretch of time in the universe. You know, we're specs. So, in our lives still have meaning. I'm not saying, hey, our lives have no meaning. You know, what we do is important in the grand scheme. It's all domino effect, butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, we don't know so much. So when somebody presents something to me and they're like, well, this, I, I think this, I'm never going to say you're wrong because I don't know. Yeah. I don't tell religious people that they're wrong. I don't tell yeah. scientists that they're wrong. I don't tell anybody that they're wrong because I don't fucking know. When I talk about my Gaia theory, yeah. that's my theory. I'm not saying that's fact. Yeah. I'm just saying based on what I've seen and what I hope is the case with life in general, that we're, that's a beautiful thing to think we're all connected every life on this planet like one like i said barbie's my best friend and she's super cool and one of the things i love about her is like if there's a spider in my room and you know how i feel about fucking spiders <laughs> i won't fucking kill him either <laughs> she, will, she will get that spider and well i don't like killing them either but you know the fact of the matter is if that thing's jumping at me and it's in my bedroom or i can't safely get it quickly it's yeah. fucking dead okay i'm not gonna lie but i don't feel good about it so she goes out of her way very carefully to get the spider and make sure it gets outside, which I really appreciate, you know, because then I don't feel guilty. The spider's out of my room, and it's still alive, you know. And I do think that it, I know it's like a super Buddhist thing. I, I think that all life's connected, and I, I've got to the point in my life where I feel guilty even if I, like, swat a fly or a mosquito or something because I ended life. Like, it's all... Now, if I'm eating it, circle of life man that's, i don't feel bad about that sorry vegans that's the weird thing for me is that after watching a whole bunch of like really good david attenborough nature documentaries the the one theme about all life is that it must consume other life to maintain yes and that that's fucked with my head for weeks ever since i first kind of developed that idea in my head and it's just it's so weird to me that like 
to be alive, you have to go and kill something or you have to pull a plant out of the ground or and you just eat it. That's a weird thing. Well, you know? eating, eating something is killing something with purpose. Yeah. Um, because you're eating it, it. It's kind of, again, it's a circle. Animals kill animals all the time. Yeah. You know, it's just a circle. I mean, we could get into moral discussion, but morality is basically a human concept. Let's be real. No. Um, I'm not going to go all into that. I'll be on a fucking philosophical discussion with you guys. For three hours. <laughs> but the point is, it's like, you know, I just personally can't kill something without a purpose in killing it. Now, if I kill it out of self-preservation, I don't feel bad about that, you know? Yeah. If I feel like my life or my at least my physical well-being is in danger and I have to kill something to preserve that, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, if, you know, I eat an animal that I know died because it's food, I don't feel bad about that. And I, yeah. I get... You know, I, I kind of took a shot at vegans, but I, hey, vegans, I got your back on. There are a lot of very uh, fucked up ways that some of these animals are kept and killed. Yeah, but yeah. vegans can be dicks about it, though, too. Well, oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to get in that conversation. I'm just quantifying and qualifying <laughs> your argument that that does happen and yes. it sucks. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to feel guilty about eating meat. Animals eat meat all the time. You know, you vegans are killing a lot of innocent plants. Yes, they are. Plants <laughs> have real. feelings, too. And plants can, are life, life forms, too. And I want to point out really quickly the hilarity and the fact that there are four people in this room, three of which are men, one is a woman, and she is the only one who can deal with a spider. Did you just assume my gender? Yes, I did. You're a man. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> she's the only one who could healthily deal with a spider while the rest of us would be screaming uh, and begging her oh, to yeah. handle it for us. Because I'm arachnophobic. Nick's just a bitch in general, and apparently I mean, you're arachnophobic. I can get the spider. I just prefer not to. She yeah. doesn't mind so much. Like, it freaks me out. It actually does. Like, that's a, a deep-bedded fear of mine because I got bit by spiders quite often yep. when I was younger. I'd wake up and find spiders crawling on me and shit. Yeah, you know, spiders that. freak me out. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, that's well, super creepy. I grew, I I grew to... up in Oklahoma. We have black <laughs> widows. Uh, you guys gotta understand, we have some vicious spiders in Oklahoma. Like up in Washington, I mean, I mean the worst thing you gotta worry about is like a, a brown recluse. Brown yeah, recluse, yeah. they're pretty nasty spiders. Yeah. They are. If you don't take care of them. But so, I'd rather encounter a brown recluse than a black widow, I'll tell you right now. When I was little, I used to let daddy long legs crawl all over me. Really? I heard that's like yeah. this poisonous spider. No, that it? was it's busted. A it's busted, yeah. it's a myth? Yeah. It's a myth? Oh. Yeah, because they always said that they're the most poisonous, but their pinchers are just too small Yeah, to they can't you. bite you. But it's a myth. They're yeah. completely harmless. I remember that. It's a fun myth. Up, yeah. yeah, but it, yeah, totally unfounded. Um, But like my sister was the same way. I don't know if she still is, but she, she could hold just about any kind of spider and play Not with any. it. And she would... Frequently try and bring them up to me, and <laughs> so not any, just Daddy Long Legs. I actually don't like spiders being on my person anymore. When I was a kid, it was like, haha, look, I got a spider, and it was just Daddy Long Legs. Like, yeah. I wouldn't let any spider crawl on me, just Daddy Long Legs. Cause I, I don't know. I cool. wonder how they came up with that name. But um, Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> it was a freaky guy who didn't like just the name Long Legs. <laughs> he had to make a little kink. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm, there was a meme going around like yeah, that. Yeah, there is. I just saw it. <laughs> that, that was, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I've never yes. in my life like, physically attacked a woman. I'm very proud of this fact. But uh, I lived with a girl named Danielle. She may or may not listen to this podcast. Um, this was years ago. But she had, among many other creatures, because she was just that chick that had tons of creepy crawlies, a fucking tarantula. So Fuck that. She, she was very fond of like walking up to me and going, here, Ben, hold the tarantula, oh. and just handing it to me. And... 
yeah, uh, you know, and I told her, I was like, dude, like, I don't hit women, but you might get punched in the face next time you throw a tarantula at me, because those things are fucking creepy. And she would have deserved it. I mean, if you have a true phobia of that, and she keeps doing that, she's being a real asshole, No, she, you know? well, she was trying, that was her method of trying to, to have me beat my phobia, and she's actually super cool. But the <laughs> whole, whole I punch her in the face thing too. is a joke, and, and a lot of people love tarantulas, I, I totally get that, just to me, it's like, first of all, it's a spider, second of all, it's like, larger than a normal spider spider which in my head makes it monstrous and creepy mm-hmm. yeah and it's furry and they come in a lot of and they're fucking furries colors. they do see i think I'm see, that alone it. fucks me up <laughs> they're furry i think cats I'm... and dogs are furry <laughs> i don't need a furry spider <laughs> there's something inherently wrong about that I Anyways. don't know. I think I'd be less afraid of a tarantula than those big giant house spiders we get around here that look like brown oh, recluses. They're, yeah, they're yeah. They look like yeah. the spiders from arachnophobia. Yeah. I've seen those. And I can't, there's I have just this natural visceral hatred of them that anytime I see them, I, I have to kill them. And for the first 20 some years of my life, I wasn't even able to. I had to find a girl or a guy like Barbie who could handle it a for me. Like a guy like Barbie. That's our quote Honestly, for the podcast. A guy, a guy like, like Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> Between... Me letting spiders crawl on me, daddy long legs crawl on me, and until I moved to Camino Island 10 years ago, I was also terrified of spiders. I, so much so that I didn't even want to kill them. How did this turn into a half hour conversation about spiders? I have no idea. (laughs) We're dealing with our fears, Ben. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want to be anywhere near them and scream bloody murder. Yeah. Uh, Then I moved to Camino Island and I lived on the south end for the first couple of years and uh, they're everywhere. Yeah. I don't know if you've been to South End Camino Island, but they're fucking everywhere. Uh. You walk out your front door and into a freaking spider. Like, so I just became comfortable with them. You kind of had to. And I left them alone. Speaking and I'm like, fears. well, if they, I leave them alone, they'll leave me alone, whatever, unless they're a hobo spider because those things are yeah, just aggressive. fuck those things. Ben's got a shit-eating grin right now. Yes. This fucks me up because this is a legitimate thing, and some people are terrified. Why do people have a phobia of gnomes? Oh, oh really? That's... Do you? No! no. Oh. They're fucking gnomes! <laughs> they're adorable! Like like lawn gnomes? Yeah! yeah. People are, yeah. dude, I'm not making this up. I have friends that are going to be listening to this right now pissed at me because I'm laughing at them because they're stupid gnome we should We should get a little gnome. I know people here. that a little are, gnome? A little gnome. have a phobia of moths. I, I, I know someone who phobias. has a moth phobia for sure. Yeah. Um, I've never met anyone who has a phobia of gnomes. That That's totally yeah, new to me. Weird. No, it's dude, look it up. It's super legit. Well, I have a lot of friends are like terrified of gnomes. And if we all got our phobia of spiders by being like attacked by one or having one crawl over us, I wonder how you develop the gnome phobia. Well, so <laughs> as far as phobias go, a phobia is a fear of something that can harm you. So technically, a phobia of gnomes isn't a thing because gnomes can't really harm you. So uh, to be a phobia, it has to be something that could feasibly harm you. I don't know. If that's I thought a phobia, like a phobia was phobia an irrational. I guess, I guess we're gonna have to Google it. Falling. Oh, I'm on it, man. He's um, googling I, I just read a freaking article savvy. on this. That's well, why read... tripophobia <laughs> isn't a real thing because a small cluster of holes can't physically harm you. Tripophobia? I didn't tripophobia is a phobia. Of well, what's what's necrophilia of then? Necrophilia is when you yeah, bang dead bodies. Oh, gosh. Necrophiliac is different. I, it's totally different. My bad. All right. Phobia. <laughs> Noun. An extreme or irrational fear or of or aversion to something. So that doesn't so say it, doesn't it has to be to able to harm, harm you. you. Yeah. But Phobia describes a fear. I read an article on trypophobia, and in it they said it's not technically a real fear because tri- like a small cluster of holes can't physically harm you. 
anaphobia is yeah. of something that can physically harm you. Well, I huh. think that's how the writer was defining, because phobia is a fear. I think the writer was making the point that it's something, because it, that de- definition actually said, or aversion to. Yeah. So it clarified that. Because so the that writer's could just like, mean well, a dislike of it. If you're not afraid of, of it, yeah. I think what that writer was trying to say is if you're not afraid of it, it can't be a phobia. Because a lot of people like don't like the term. I use it because I don't like homophobics. But they don't like the term homophobia because it's not a fear of gay people. Yeah, you're it's an just asshole. Being a bigot. You're a bigot. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and I, I, I get that. It's a, you know, words are fun. Like, <laughs> no, I'm a word guy, and homophobia. it's just fascinating to me how words can be translated. But anyways, like, yeah, I think phobia would be defined. I, I think I know where that where that art that uh, writer of that article was going with that. But phobia technically would be combined as a fear of something. Huh. And now, did you guys know that Urban Dictionary also has name definitions? Because we actually did one for you a couple weeks ago that, Nick, if you want to look these up again, I'd love to have you read Ben's name definition out loud to him. Did we do Little Ben? We just did Ben. And then we haven't done Barbie yet. But they actually have definitions for names. And Nick has the best one that we've encountered yet so far because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Do you want to do my full first name or my short first name? Dealer's choice on that. Uh, Wait a minute. Is Barbie your real name? It's short for Barbara. Oh, okay. That makes sense. We'll do Barbara. I think. Because that's still technically your name. I don't know. It's whatever you want. We did Brie, which was short for Brienne. So... If you would prefer Barbie, we'll, we'll look that one up. B-A-R-B-I. That's another or, fun conversation. Names. Right. Well, we have a bouncer named Country. Wait. And you've met Country. Me guy. And he gets really pissed off when people tell him that's not your name. He's like, it's absolutely my name. No, it's not his given birth name, but Country right. is what, he, what he goes, goes by. And it pisses me off, too, because I always get the people that what's your name, Barbie? And I've legit had someone say this word for a word. How do you want me to spell it? I want your real name, not your fucking stage name. Oh. Do you mean, do you mean <laughs> I hope you don't laugh. Like this? It's fucked up, but it's also hilarious. Because <laughs> we had the same exact reaction to and it. And if you think I've ever given any one of you guys daggers, you should have seen the look I gave this oh, bastard. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, so are you going to do laugh Ben? Cause she'll kill me later. Okay. How do you, wait, oh, you want me to do Ben? E- either one, you, whichever Look. one you want to do first. We'll do Ben first. Okay. So this is a repeat of a couple years ago or a couple weeks ago, but now that he's here. Okay. So the it. top definition of your name, sir, is Ben is an amazing guy. One of the sweetest you'll ever meet. He is quiet though. That's not true. Until you get him alone and he becomes the funniest and cutest guy ever. Yeah, that's the top definition for your name on Urban Dictionary. And he gives the best hugs. I don't know if that's true. Is he <laughs> a right. hugger? No. Okay. Well, Barbie's not no, a big hugger, well, so. She doesn't qualify an opinion on that, which is a different thing. But I actually <laughs> get told that all the time by people like, oh, you give the best hugs. Now, do we want to do Barbie yeah. or Barbara? B-A-R-B-I. No E. Because huh? when we did Breeze, we did her shorter name. So I'd rather go with the one you want. What's it say? Uh, a female who becomes bisexual only when <laughs> drinking with males present, usually at a bar or club. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you can make her feel better about that by reading the top definition for your name. <laughs> I mean, I'm bisexual whether That's I drink semi- or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You don't just become that way All after right. drinking. No. The top definition for my name is some asshole that will steal your bagel. <laughs> <laughs> His was the only one we came across that was a one word thing that was only negative stuff. Every other name we've read has some kind of positives in it. <laughs> now, don't. That's funny. Aren't you going to do any stand up again? You know? uh, I, I do it from time to time. It's yeah. not on a priority list. Uh, best way to explain that. Is I over the, when my friend Courtney died, um, I stopped performing music as most people know, and then yeah. I, I did comedy for a while. But I'm kind of in this life path right now of more defining myself off stage. Like I'm very familiar with who I am on stage as a performer, and and that's awesome and that's great. You know, um, people like my performances, and I'm used to 95% positive feedback and all that kind of stuff. But it's like. It's kind of that whole Zoolander staring into the puddle. Who am I? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of want to find myself off stage, and that's kind of where I'm at in life right now. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of off stage, we should probably do a quick uh, recap of the slam details, and then we got to go. We've already uh, we've already hit our time here pretty much. So give us the details again about slam and. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that going. Well, sorry we fucked with your tight-ass schedule, Jesse. No, no, it's just yeah, now we actually yeah. have a somewhat of a concise no, structure. Fine. So We're all tired. I'm just, I'm just being mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, your question again? Just, just go ahead and recap the details for Slam, because I really want that to kind of be the main bullet point for this episode, was that we want people to go there because it's a great cause. You're going to get to see Barbie's artwork. You're going to get to hear our band. You're going to get to hang out with Ben. Also for your birthday. This is your birthday weekend, it right? It's your birthday yeah. weekend? Yeah, I, I haven't really been advertising. It's my birthday weekend. Well, I can mention it on my show because you're my friend. So, are you going to be 52 or 51? <laughs> 68. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, One more year to go, buddy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. I'm finally at that sweet edge or sweet age where I can start talking to all the girls that have daddy issues. <laughs> hey, those are the best kind. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so Slam is the weekend of June 14th and 15th, Friday and Saturday. Uh, the Friday show starts about 4 p.m. The Saturday show starts super early, uh, 1 p.m. First band goes on at 2, and then it goes all day and all night. Both shows are all ages and family friendly until 9 p.m. After 9 p.m. it goes to 21 plus only. Um, it will be featuring, as we mentioned, tons of local artists as well as great live bands. Both shows will feature both original and tribute bands, uh, so a little something for everybody. Um, all of your donations, all of your raffle money, all of your kissing booth money, anything that you put out outside of food and alcohol at this event will be donated directly to Strong Against Cancer. Yeah. Um, and pretty much it. Uh, you know, if you're going to go, tell your fucking peoples, man. I mean, I want to blow this thing out. I want it to be the biggest and the best ever. I do every year, you know, and every year is pretty great. But last year we had kind of a extreme circumstance where we were halfway through the event. Mm-hmm. And the entire goddamn downtown area of Everett went out of power. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that that's happened. So we were had you clear, there for that? I remember it. We oh, had to clear shit. the entire bar, and I had to load out four bands, and it sucked. <laughs> so oh. this year, I'm hoping for no hitches, and we get through the whole... But I'm just really excited. Um, a very nice lady who writes for the A&E section of the Herald is going to do a piece on Slam and do nice. an article... This is actually the second podcast I've done in a week where I get to talk about Slam. Yeah, yeah. what was the other podcast you did? Because I uh, wanted to like look it up and listen to it, but I was like... Oh, uh, he says it's going to come out about the 6th or 7th. There's a really rad dude named Caleb, uh, awesome guy. Oh, you did only everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was me and Natasha Nelson, the art coordinator, and we did that and just had a blast. He's a super cool guy. 
Yep. His setup's not near as professional as you guys. He literally stuck a fucking microphone into his cell phone, stuck it on a table in the center of the room. Oh, like, really? Go. Which oh. works, too. But like, yeah, That was fun, though. Yeah, that does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least this, like, I like this because the last time I was here, they had a microphone shoved right in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Me and Jesse kind of went they back like, here. And, and listened to our old stuff, and the quality was kind of shitty. Yeah, and, anything no. from season one is a little difficult to listen to at this point. Well, but... I, I wouldn't say that. It's just It's always a learning experience, but yeah. it was fun because, you know... Like, yeah, and well, you, you and Nick were like, yeah, the we were, thing. we had to, we yeah. were facing awesome. each other, sharing a mic like this, <laughs> yeah, with like my knee here, his leg going in this way, then mine, then his, so we were like interlocking, you know, and it, yeah. it felt very invasive. It was super, it was yeah. super sexy. <laughs> yeah, we didn't very have a camera sexy. then, so that was. Caleb's good. been wanting to come on and do our show too, and I, I do want to have him on. He's a rad guy. Yeah. Um, if I may, a couple of quick things, just shout outs I want to do. I always like doing shout outs. Shout uh, out. Barbie, you can do shout outs if you want also. Hi, mom. <laughs> Did you want to give Ken a shout out? Oh. No. No, you're on timeout. I have <laughs> never I heard that one oh. before. I was, I was I waiting just... when Nick was going to be Nick. <laughs> Took him the whole fucking podcast. <laughs> I had to bring it up. You can always count on um, Nick to be so Nick. So let me yeah. tell you this one. Why did Barbie dump Ken? Because he was plastic? He had no PP. Because Ken comes in a different box. Oh! <laughs> I have not heard that. I've no. never heard that one. No? Uh, wow. It's Barbie told us a Barbie came in joke. a different box. <laughs> close enough. It, either way, it, it still seems like uh, it Super quick yeah. shout-outs. Yes. Tony Bearhay, a.k.a. Tony B. Without him, we wouldn't have jobs. We wouldn't have this awesome slam event. We wouldn't have a lot of shit in downtown Everett. He's the man. He's awesome. So Cruz and Colby was dope, too, and he's Cruz responsible awesome, for though. saving that. You guys have not been to Tony B's garage. What the fuck's wrong with your life? Get over there. Check it out. It's an awesome place. <laughs> it's like the best music venue in Everett. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much. Well, and that was going to be my next shout-out is, uh, you know, some of the local businesses. Uh, Black Lab yep. has some really awesome shows going on there. Isabella's awesome. Uh, if you if you're not feeling the giant venue vibe and you just want to get like a hometown you know little room with some rad bands and a bunch of people standing, yeah. dude, go to the Black Lab. They got some kick-ass shows happening there too, and I like yeah. that we're getting a scene downtown again. Like I think it's fucking awesome. Um, that's that's super important. You know, we get more places doing music and entertainment. We actually have a downtown scene, and that's rad. Yeah. Um, very quick shout out. Excuse me to Steve Bergstrom. I always do. Uh, Huge, huge, huge behind-the-scenes player with Slam. Does a lot of graphics work. Helps me out with a lot of shit. He's kind of my Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder. Misspelled you know. our band name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Steve didn't do these parts. Oh, okay. That was actually Eric, the singer okay. for the Deftones oh, tribute. Thanks, Eric. We just yeah. had to poke funny. Eric Krakora, thanks for fucking up the band name. <laughs> it's Pride Fails, not Pride Falls. Although, what's the fucking difference? But anyways, yeah, um, th- there really isn't one. <laughs> no, it's it, you know. I feel bad about it, but like I said, this event's just raising money. Yeah, yeah it's it's nobody right. cares. It's yeah. I don't think people are reading the each band name on the flyer and saying, oh, 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 oh. No, it's our debut. Most people know that that'll be our first show, even if they don't see our name on the flyer. Yeah. Well, know. and once you guys get on stage, you can, always, you can make that clarification. Like, well, hey, oh, we will. Yeah. I think if it was Pride Falls, you could have like this cool rainbow waterfall. Ooh. You know, that could be a cool thing to do, like just on Next like a, Pride isn't, month. isn't this Pride weekend right now? Or uh, is June it on is Monday? Pride month. June is, June Pride is. Month. okay, okay. Oh, yeah. that's why she said Sunday or Saturday. Well, I'm wearing my rainbow shirt. What? Yeah. And maybe we'll have to change our name for the month of June every year so that it doesn't sound like 
Pride events are failing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I hadn't really considered it in that context before. Oh, and I just want everybody to know in the month of June, just in honor of Pride Month, I'm taking all my gay stuff and going super gay next month for everybody. Just super gay? You guys. Super going gay. Super what does that gay? mean? Super gay. Super gay. That's like with a fucking rainbow cape, motherfucker. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah, super gay. Nice. Um, Any other shout outs? No. Uh, okay. Well, I did want to say uh, Steve's band, The Finger Guns, they play Slam every year. They will be there again this year. Um, on Friday or Saturday? Uh, they're on the Saturday show. Yep. Um, near and dear to my heart. But every single band, every single artist that's showing, every single person that comes out to Slam, uh, some of the surprise things that I've got happening, if you're listening to this, um, thank you to everybody. I, I can't actually say one of the surprises because I already talked about it online. This is just one of them. <laughs> is I will have in attendance at Slam a bunch of the Seattle superheroes. Oh, like oh, uh, that's Phoenix right. Jones? and Yes. Well, okay. maybe not Phoenix because he's been kind of out of circulation for a while. Yeah. Um, but El Caballero and a few of the others are going to be in attendance. They're going to be hanging out. Um, very, very thankful for those guys for doing that. And there's, there's some other things I'm not going to mention. Yeah. Um, but suffice to say... Got some pretty cool things in store for Slam. I've been, you know, vacation, vacation. I've actually been doing a lot of behind the scenes, talking to people and getting some t- stuff set up for this. So, yeah, um, really excited about that. So, fucking guys, the weekend of June fourteenth, fifteenth. You might be busy one of those nights, but I doubt you're busy both. If you're in town, go check out this event. Go make your donation. Check out some fucking kick-ass art. Some really amazing bands. You're doing something good. You can pay money and kiss a stranger in a kissing booth. You can fucking... Not me, though. She asked. I said no. Well, you're no fun. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll be part of the kissing booth. I think you're one of the people who has to pay, Nick. That's fine. I'll pay for myself. They usually have ladies run the kissing booths because no one wants to kiss you for money. They don't even want to for free. You might want to kiss me. I don't have to pay for that. Yeah, you do. Any more shout-outs? Nope. Any more? None. There's none. Good. There's none. <laughs> Way to kill none. that on yeah. just the best note, Nick. Way to make it all about you again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guys, um, thanks again so much, Barbie and Ben, for coming in. We're definitely going to be hitting up Slam because we're playing it also. Um, is One last question. Is it 21 and over, or is it all I ages? I literally or? answered that question 10 minutes he ago. Did. I, I don't recall. Any all ages After 9 p.m., all you. ages. I got a lot of information thrown I mean, at me. Oh, so. yes, Jesse, please. I am happy to answer that for you. Well, it's got to be 21 plus after 9 p.m. All okay. ages up until 9 p.m. All right. All right. <laughs> now, hold up. Well, why is it only 9 p.m.? Why can't because it be 24 Because I have hours? deemed it so. Okay. All right. Ben saith. I'm like said, snap. And so I've got the power. He's got it. Oh, okay. They know. All right. Getting, we didn't talk getting, about any comic book shit today. We didn't well, talk about any comic book when shit. When you come back for like your own solo episode, No, we we'll can do talk. 10 more minutes podcast talk about comic book shit. Okay. Absolutely no Thanos. <laughs> no Thanos? Oh, I this feel is like fun. you have a crush no. on Thanos. I have to tell the story. Want to I want to murder him. I, okay, I have to tell the story because it's fun. Okay. So, I had seen Infinity War, but I took Barbie because she had not seen it yet. Okay. And so, you know, we, we watched the movie, mm-hmm. and after... The credits start to roll. This is literally what happens. Barbie looks at me with a look I've never seen on her face before. I've known her for like fucking six years. Is it this look now? No. (laughs) It's a completely different look. And she looks me dead in the eyes and says, tells me there's an end credit scene. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, there is. And she's like, fucking thank God. And I said, fucking better be. She was, oh, yeah, fucking better be. And she was traumatized by this goddamn movie for like, it's technically kind of still is, but for like, even after Endgame, she's still kind of traumatized by Infinity War. Like, like, and I thought, hey, 
you know, I thought maybe she'd think it was cool. You know, that it's a very rare thing in movies of that skill and that yeah, skill that yeah. hey, the bad guy wins. I mean, in indie films, you see that sometimes. Yeah. Not that bad guy. <laughs> so it's pretty much a, a thing now where just Barbie's not a big fan of Thanos. And mm. when we came into the studio, we uh, I went to use the restroom yep. and I noticed there was an Infinity Gauntlet comic on the toilet. <laughs> So I switched it out because I didn't want Barbie to go mm. in there and see a picture of Thanos because it would be hashtag triggered, and that's all. So, triggered. So you still hate him even after Endgame and seeing how it's all been resolved, and that doesn't yes. make it any better. Yeah. No. He fought. He killed Iron Man. Okay. He did. Yeah. And my. I, uh, spoilers. I think if you haven't seen Endgame by, by now, yeah, fuck you. It's suck. been out for a month. Yeah, yeah, it's been out for a month. My favorite character. And Iron Man died. The first time we talked about Iron Thor's Man's fat. not my favorite character. Hulk is smart. The first time we talked about Endgame on this show, we put a two-minute-long spoiler warning over the video mm-hmm. feed while yeah. we were talking to make sure no one got mad. We've covered our asses. We can talk about it all you want. Thor I, is the dude, which is the coolest thing ever. The dude, yep. And then, but seeing yeah, Captain America suddenly have Mjolnir, like, I know that was a big fan favorite scene, but just personally also, that that was such a moment of triumph. My favorite see. superhero I actually knew. herself. Oh, Black Widow. And I cried. She, she had, that was such an epic sacrifice. And I have a theory that she's not actually dead yeah. yet. Yeah, I do too. Um, because in the, in the comics for Infinity Gauntlet, Gamora, Pip the Troll, and Adam Warlock are in the Soulstone realm. Well, now you've got Gamora and... Black Widow in the yeah. Soulstone realm, so we could have like Adam Warlock go there and pull them both out of it, making her solo movie not a prequel, but a true sequel. Well, and they also so um, the ancient told Bruce Banner that you have all these strings of time, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen the preview for Spider-Man: Far From yep. Home, yep. yeah, but they're talking about dimensional rifts being open, so really anybody could return, you know. Through either a multiple uh, uh, alternate dimension or through a different timeline, yeah. so Marvel's kind of clever in that regard because it also opens doors for them to introduce, you know, X Men characters and Fantastic Four characters and stuff right. like that. If Silver they want Surfer. To. And I think they will, but there's one aspect of that Spider-Man trailer that really makes me wonder if that's really the direction they're going, and that's because it's fucking Mysterio telling them, and he's just notoriously a liar, a liar. and a, yeah. a showman and stuff. So even though there might be a multiverse, I don't think he's really introducing it on the level, if you know what I mean. Like I, well, I think I don't he's playing think an he's angle here. From the the alternate dimension. Right. But right. we'll have to see the movie. The thing yeah. is, you know, we could theorize about that for hours. He looks like mysterious. he's gonna play that character really good yeah. though. I I don't dislike Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I was very fond of him in Brokeback Mountain. Did you Donnie watch Darko. that? I watched it. Donnie Darko. Yeah, that, that's. I think that's the first thing. Like when we actually moved into the house and got settled, one of the first things Barbie said is, "Hey Ben, do you want to watch Brokeback Mountain?" Or what was it? Um, oh, we were talking about movies. So I was like, "I got this movie and I got that movie." And Barbie's like, "Did you say you have a copy of Brokeback Mountain?" I can't remember how that came up. No. But she was like, "You want to watch Brokeback Mountain?" I don't know. It, it got. <laughs> no, we were in a store, and I think I. Like oh yeah like, oh you should play this. saw the broke back <laughs> it's 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 a really well made movie yeah, it's well, uncomfortable great movie. It, it's but, perfect yeah. for Ben that's Ben's movie right there. yeah that's his go to movie you. I loved it <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say I had to watch it with my girlfriend back in high school it was a pretty that movie well was out when movie. you were in high school yeah it's pretty old oh yeah you're yeah, that much it's an intense movie it's I'm only 31 bro I'm not 38 like you oh snap. 35, asshole. Sorry. Well, he just aged you three years. Yep. He aged you into your 50s earlier, so. Uh, <laughs> Don't age Barbie. They'll never find the body. 
No, Barbie's still... 23. Like, there yeah. you go. I've Same thought. age as you. Oh, 31? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very upset she... that we have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best fucking joke that, of the show so yeah, far. That, yes. That was a good ending. No, you were, FYI, mm. even though we don't hang out that much, you were like universally like... One of me and Barbie's favorite people. Like we both think very highly of you. Not Nick? you, Nick. Not you, Nick. Oh. You. No, I know. I already, <laughs> knew. Oh. I already knew I was out of that equation. Was, <laughs> you steal yeah. everyone's fucking bagel. Sorry, dude. Well, I thank you guys. You, you guys are some of my favorites too. And I, Ben, I gotta be honest. I've never really told you this to your face, but the first few times I met you back in the midst of autumn days, you thought you were. Dead. I did not like you, and I thought you yes. really hated me. I hate everybody. So yeah, but I thought you were off. genuinely hating me back then. I don't even remember back then. Exactly. I, I don't think you really did in retrospect, but for the first, I don't know, six months, and I only saw you now and then, but yeah, I really thought well, that you fair, had a problem I with I never, me. especially at that time, because I was building my name as a promoter, and promoter in that time was a bad word, as you know. Yeah. So I was working really hard to try to build a good name, but I, I was never even thinking, I never even went to people's perceptions of me personally mattered. I was so yeah. focused on trying to do what I did well professionally. And I had a lot of people tell me like later down the line, like, dude, you know, you gave my first show or you did this. Uh, Jeff from, well, Jeff Stark. I think you know what Jeff Stark is. But anyways, um, I, I forgot. This dude's a fucking pretty much local legend at this point. You know, he's like, yeah, you gave my first show at the Central Saloon. I was like, I didn't remember that shit. Nice. You know, I did so much back in those days, you know, in the music yeah. scene. And there's still people this day that are like, dude, that's super cool. I didn't like... I was just working. Yeah. I didn't know it mattered. And even with Tony B's, like, you know, I work and I try to be good at my job. And I have a lot of musicians like, dude, I love like your organization. I love, you know, how cool you are to us and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I, I forget sometimes that it matters. Yeah. You know, I'm. Is there anything else you want to tell them how you feel? No, you no. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on bringing that up, but it just, it's funny how it came up that way. But I, I really do. The, these guys are some incredible people. I've loved getting to know them. I wish we could talk more, but our camera is literally going to die if we don't stop this episode here real quick. So, um, oh yeah, so, Ben's gonna kill the camera. Let's hurry up. No, nah, it's probably at like six percent right now. So um, good. Then I can quickly say, I love Barbie, and I love Barbie. Well, I love Ben. I, I like mean, Nick. Barbie <laughs> is basically a huge reason for anybody that actually likes me or whatever a huge reason i'm even still here i went through so much tragedy and so much yeah. bullshit in my life and she was like an awesome friend and was super there for me and Aww. so you know big shout out hell yeah like no seriously like you know i it's it, good job barbie yes i like some people uh, uh. <laughs> about three yeah. jesse you're one of them nice. tolerable <laughs> oh am i intolerable she doesn't even like her boyfriend she loves him. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say do you even like your boyfriend <laughs> Well, I mean, he's not a spider. But, he's okay. adorable. <laughs> he is pretty adorable. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, thank you both so much for coming on. We're definitely going to check out Slam. I'm definitely going to make sure that people know to check out your artwork, too, Barbie. Thanks. And, and um, haggle her on her prices. <laughs> and as is my customary saying for the end of these shows, please have a consensual day. Bye. And I'm going to turn off this little button. Hit the button. It didn't stop. There it is.